Pastor Chris Ugo is the senior pastor of the King's Assembly, Portacot. His insights and inspiring teachings challenge individuals to see and reach for the destiny God has for them. His ministry of God's Word is with simplicity and clarity and is characterized by a unique wisdom that has challenged a new generation of people to live for God. He, Chris, has committed over 26 years of his life to the principles of Christian living, 17 of them as a pastor. He had served as a pastor with another denomination for nine years with a track record of integrity, honesty, and consistency before founding the King's Assembly in 2004 with his wife. His television program, Living with Purpose and Singles Reality Seminars have brought healing and encouragement to thousands of people. He has taken the message of hope, encouragement, and restoration to different cities in Nigeria, Cameroon, Côte d'Ivoire, South Africa, USA, and the United Kingdom. Welcome, Pastor Chris Ugo. Please, let's make welcome, Pastor Chris Ugo. Let's give Jesus a big, 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 big hand. If you love Jesus, show your neighbor you love Jesus better than them. Let's bow our heads as we pray tonight. Father, we look to you because you are good and your mercies endure forever. Thank you for this house. Thank you for the leadership of this house. Thank you for men and women that you have yoked to this place. We return the glory to you. Thank you for the first day of this conference till this moment. Thank you for miracles. Thank you for signs. Thank you for wonders. Thank you for your servants that you have used. Receive our thanks in Jesus' name. Today, O oh God, we come humbly and reverently before your word. Breathe upon these words. Change our hearts. Transform our lives. As your word come, let healing come. As your word come, let deliverance come. As your word come, let your people be transformed. Give everyone under the sound of my voice an encounter. Let Jesus alone be glorified. We thank you for it. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Please turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I was here yesterday. Did the bishop preach? Let us celebrate the bishop yesterday. Whoa. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away and all things have become new. I have a few translations. I'll be reading all the translations tonight because I, where I pastor, uh, a lot of the people don't know the Bible. So we read a lot of translations. So it makes it easier to understand. The New Living Translation says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. 
the old life is gone a new life has begun the god god's word translation says whoever is a believer in christ is a new creation the old way of living has disappeared a new way of living has come into existence many church people struggle they go through hard times and difficulties simply because they don't know who they are in Christ what they have and what they can do god's word says that god's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge isaiah 5 verse 13 says the amplified therefore my people go into captivity to their enemies without knowing it and this struck me they go into captivity to their enemy without knowing it so you can actually be in captivity to the enemy and not know it not knowing it and because they have no knowledge of god and their honorable men their glory are famished and their common people are parched with thirst a lack of knowledge of who you are in christ what you have in christ what you can do in christ is very important if you lack knowledge of who you are many things will just not work in the kingdom as a matter of fact as a believer the bible tells us in proverbs 11 verse 6 proverbs 11:6 11:9 the b part it says through knowledge the righteous shall be delivered through knowledge it cannot be anywhere any any other method but except through knowledge i like what the amplified said is it through superior discernment shall the righteous be delivered many church people many believers want to be delivered another way and yet the bible tells us how the righteous will be delivered through superior discernment as we grow in revelation as we grow in knowledge they become we become delivered from everything that we're going through can you say amen? amen as a matter of fact the church is built by revelation as you get revelation you are built jesus said to peter upon this rock i will build my church i will build it on revelation as you get a revelation concerning sickness it becomes the end as you get a revelation concerning family life it becomes the end as you get a revelation concerning your future it becomes the end we are delivered from poverty through superior discernment painfully we live in a time where people are discarding the word of god and settling for something less that will never be our story in jesus name I say it will never be a story in Jesus name. As your revelation of Jesus grows, the grace that comes to you multiplies. Once you grow in revelation, grace is multiplied. In 1 Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 1, 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 13. I like you to take note of what this translation says. The passion translation He says so then prepare your hearts and minds for action stay alert fix your hope 
firmly on the marvelous grace that is coming to you. Watch this. For when Jesus Christ is unveiled, a greater measure of grace will be revealed to you. Every time, just like what has been going on from Sunday till now, and then tomorrow, ooh, till next, this coming Sunday, the more Jesus is unveiled to you, greater grace comes to you. Many times we don't go after that. We are moved by how we feel. We are moved by the circumstances we're going through. We're just put down by that. And that pushes us away. But if you look at the Bible, it said the more Jesus is revealed to you, greater grace is released to you. And the devil is aware of this. So he will fight revelation at any point. The moment the word of God is sown, Mark 4 tells us, the moment the word is sown, the word that fell by the wayside, the enemy comes immediately. He just wants to take away the word. He fights revelation. The Holy Spirit is the architect of revelation. You have to have a cordial, a, a relationship with the Holy Spirit because he's the one that gives revelation. And Apostle Paul prayed a prayer. He says that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know the hope of your calling. He said the spirit of revelation, that God will cause the spirit of revelation to come to you. You grow in the knowledge of him. You grow in the knowledge of him. It's the spirit of God that gives us the revelation. We're going to cover a lot of scriptures. I hope you enjoy scriptures. If you enjoy scriptures, say I enjoy scriptures. Because the righteous shall be delivered through knowledge, we must build a base, a foundation, if we're going to get into this. The foundation that we must all begin from is that God is a good God. That is the foundation. You don't begin anywhere else. If your understanding of God has not crossed that, you still think that God is against you, that God has forgotten you, that God is after you, if your understanding of God is faulty, that's where you will always see God through. So you must clear that from the beginning. The God you serve is a good God. Can I have you lift up your right hand and say, the God I serve, God I serve. is a good God. One more time, say, the God I serve, God I serve. is a good God. A.W. Tozer said this. Listen to this. A.W. Tozer. He says the goodness of God is, is that which disposes him to be kind, cordial, benevolent, full of goodwill toward men. He's tender hearted and of quick sympathy. And his unfailing attitude toward all moral beings is open, frank, and friendly. By his nature, He's inclined to bestow blessedness and he takes holy pleasure in the happiness of his people. Everything must start from that point that God is a good God. As a matter of fact, Psalm 119 verse 68 says, you are good and you, you do good. Teach me your statutes. You are good, you do good. Teach me your statutes. God is extremely good. We're here today because God is good. We're born again because God is good. You are a new creation because God is good. 
Your entire Christian life must rise out of that understanding because the God you serve is a good God. Can you say amen? amen? In Christ, what we have in Christ, what happened in Christ is simply the goodness of God. What we say that we have in Christ is simply an expression of the goodness of God. God's original intention for man, like Bishop was sharing yesterday, is that man was made for fellowship. He said, let us make man, Genesis chapter 1, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion. And God made man in his image and blessed man. In fact, when he blessed man, he says, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. I love the way he says it in the message. The first word of blessing is prosper. Prosper. Look at somebody beside you say, may you prosper. As God has said. One more time, say, may you prosper. As God has said. He said, prosper. Reproduce. Fill the earth. Take charge. Be responsible. Uh-uh. You must understand that you can't, anything God says to you, his power is backing his word to bring it to pass. You know, some time ago I was, they made me watch one film called uh, Bruce the Almighty. And um, I don't know how they portrayed God, uh, this, but this time God was a black man. Nice. So, so Bruce was trying to play games with God. So he tried to say how many fingers was he displaying behind him. And then he tried to trick God. And God called a number of fingers. And he was almost saying, aha. And then he opened his hand. Lo and behold, the number that God said is the number of fingers he had. And he pulled it back. Every time God says a word, even if it is not so, if God says this is blue, as you turn to look, it becomes blue. Because inside his word is his power to bring it to pass. So when he blessed man and said, prosper, reproduce, take charge, inside that word is the power to become. You have what it takes to be all that God has called you to be. Say a big amen. amen. But this same man disobeyed God. And that's the beginning of our issues. Because man disobeyed God, death came, sickness came, frustration came, problems came, shame came, pain came. But thanks be to God, what we lost in Adam we have regained in Christ Jesus. I said what we lost in Adam, we regained in Christ Jesus. If you're truly excited to be in Christ, can you raise your hand and show God how grateful you are? You're grateful that you're saved. You're grateful that you're born again. You're grateful that your sins are forgiven. Can you raise that hand and show him how grateful you are? What we lost in Adam, thanks be to God, we regained in Christ Jesus. If any man is in Christ, and that's why Apostle Paul began by saying, if any man is in Christ, he's now 
a new creation. Because you can be in Adam or you can be in Christ. There is life in Adam, but there's also life in Christ. Many of God's people are going through issues because they live from the point of life in Adam. So their circumstances speak to them as somebody existing from Adam. They are challenged from life in Adam. But the truth is that now you're a new creation. If you are in Christ, and that's what Paul saw. He says, if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. A species of being that never existed before. That's how one translation put it. A species of being that never existed before. As a matter of fact, you don't know how much you can do. You are just learning it. From now till you see Jesus face to face, that is the journey you will be involved in. Learning this new life in Christ. Exploring this new life in Christ. Just growing in this new life. It never ends. It is endless. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Apostle Paul had a revelation of it. He says in Galatians 2, because we're one with Christ. He says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me. The life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. How can he say that? You are writing to us and you say you are crucified. When we look at the cross, did we see you? He wrote it because he was writing from the place of being a substitute and an identification. If Jesus has taken your place, you ought to take his place. Many believers have accepted that Jesus died for them. But not many have accepted that Jesus died as them. You have to grow continuously in that. When Jesus was crucified on the cross, that's you. When he was crucified, he didn't just die for me. He died as me. And Apostle Paul got the revelation of that. He says, no more I that live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live, I live by, in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So Jesus was just not, I have to just bring you back to all these things is important for us. Jesus was just not crucified. I'm not just crucified with Christ, but I've also died with Christ. I have also died. And that's what Romans 6 verse 8 tells us. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. How can you be writing that you have died and yet you are writing? Not only am I crucified with Christ, so I died with Christ, but I've also been buried with Christ. Colossians 2 from 12, New Living Translation tells us, for you were buried with Christ. How many of you are still in Christ? How many of you are still in Christ? Yes, I'm just reminding you. You are not just crucified with Christ. You have died in, in Christ. 
Not only have you died in Christ, you were buried with him where he was buried. Colossians 2 from 12 says, for you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with him, you were raised to new life. Because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet caught away. Then God made you alive with Christ. For he forgave all your sins. He canceled the record of the charges against you and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities and he shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. So I'm not just crucified. You're not just crucified with Christ. You have died with Christ. You have been buried with Christ. But listen, a few days from now, people will celebrate the resurrection of Christ. Do you know that when he rose, you rose? Colossians chapter 3 from verse 1. The Passion Translation. Christ's resurrection. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. When he rose, I rose. I can't be put down anymore. I can't be stopped anymore. Now you have become unstoppable. You missed a good place to celebrate the Lord. We, we see a picture when the prodigal son, in spite of all his mess, and then he squandered everything, and he was living below his inheritance. In fact, at the point he was wondering, he said, even the hired hands in my father's house, they live better than this. As low as he went, he said, I will arise and go to my father. Listen, they said demons ruined his life, but the day he made up his mind to arise and go to his father, he got up from there and left that lifestyle. His resurrection is your resurrection. When he rose, you rose. It simply means nothing can hold you down anymore. Lift your hands and celebrate that if you're unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. Are you unstoppable? And he got up. Many today are looking for who will help them get up. You have the power to get up. Let me tell you something. You cannot stop a made up mind. The power of a made up mind. When a believer makes up his mind. I will never live like this anymore. This will never be permitted in my life anymore. I have the spirit of Christ inside of me. I must live above this. The power of a made up mind. Because the power of God is at work inside of you. You cannot be stopped. Lift your hands and say I can't be stopped. Because I have the Holy Ghost. Inside of me. I refuse to be stopped. Say it like you mean it. Say I refuse to be stopped. I cannot be stopped. In the name of Jesus. 
Say a big amen. amen. Stay with me. He says Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the direction distractions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. And now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. Pay attention to this. And as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed. As you grow in your revelation of Christ, more grace is added to your life. So how should I live now? How? What does heaven expect from the believer? How should I now live? It tells us in Colossians. Colossians chapter 3 from verse 5. I read the Passion Translation. Watch this. Live as one who has died to every form of sexual sin and impurity. That's how we should live. Live as one who died to disease. Are you still here? Live as one who has died to diseases. You're dead to sickness. You're dead to poverty. You're dead to lack. You're dead to misfortune. You're dead to curses. Uh, because of my role as a pastor... You know, um, we don't just wed people, dedicate children. Sometimes the people we pastor also lose loved ones. So you have to be with them at trying moments. So when, when, when we join them to go to the mortuary and they have to bring out a corpse, the person is dead. Dead completely. Totally dead. Has no clue that election was coming. Is not perturbed about economic recession. He's dead. Brother, sister, we have died to some things. We have died to some things. And that's the revelation you continue to apply yourself to. You are now alive to some things. Look at what he tells us. He said, live as one who died to diseases and desires for forbidden things. Including the desire for wealth. He didn't say don't go to work. No, that's not what he's saying. Or don't make money. That's not what he's saying. But he's trying to let you know you don't do it and, and begin to worship it. Which is the essence of idol worship. When you live in these vices, you ignite the anger of God against these acts of disobedience. That's how you once behaved. Characterized by your evil deeds, but now it's time to eliminate them from your lives once and for all. Things like what? Things like anger, fits of rage, all forms of hatred, cursing, 
filthy speech and lying. Lay aside your old Adam self with its masquerade and disguise. And that's exactly where a lot of us struggle. When you're talking to somebody, say, you know, I have a problem with anger. That's Adam. You, you use your life in Adam to terrorize people. You know I don't take nonsense. That was before you died. The new you walk in love. The new you walk in patience. The new you walk in understanding. The new you walk in forgiveness. The new you, the fruit of the spirit is manifesting in the new you. The earlier you live the dead life, the better the new journey is for us. That's what you have to give your life. As a matter of fact, you don't know your potential in this new life. It's so vast and massive. And the devil knows it. So what he will do is remind us because we're so familiar with the old Adam life. Every limitation is in that life. Every frustration is in that life. But he says, if any man is in Christ, not in Adam. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away and all things have become new. Stay with me in that Passion Translation. It says, for you have acquired new creation life. You have acquired it. You have acquired new creation life, which is continually being renewed in the likeness of the one who created you, giving you the full revelation of God. In this new creation life, your nationality makes no difference. Or your ethnicity, your education or economic status, they matter nothing. For it is Christ that means everything as he lives in every one of us. That's what you have to give yourself to. Everything new. New language. New attitude. New mindset. You have to give yourself to learning it. You don't know about it. You have to learn it. No wonder I say don't be conformed to this world. But be transformed. Romans 12 2, By the renewing of your mind if you have the mind of Christ why don't you function from that dimension look at our focus Ephesians chapter 4 from 20 to 24 the passion translation <laughs> somebody said tonight is a lot of scriptures yes the new creation loves scriptures. But this is not the way of life that Christ has unfolded within you. If you have truly experienced the anointed one and heard his truth, it will be seen in your life. For we know that the ultimate reality is embodied in Jesus. And he has taught you to let go of the lifestyle of the ancient man. He's still talking about that. Adam life. Let go of the ancient man, the old 
self-life which was corrupted by sinful and deceitful desires that spring from delusions. Now it's time to be made new by every revelation that's been given to you and to be transformed as you embrace the glorious Christ within as your new life and live in union with him. For God has recreated you all over again in his perfect righteousness and you now belong to him in the realm of true holiness. If you're joined with the spirit of God, you have become one with him. You have become one with him. The Bible actually tells us that as he is, so are we in this world. If he's without sickness, so are we. If he's without shame, so are we. As he is, so are we. I'd like to read more scriptures to you. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and verse 4, the New Living Translation. It said, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. He has given us everything we need to live a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him. The one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. Why? These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption that is caused by human desire. So we are partakers of his divine nature. We have his life. We have his wisdom. We have his holiness. We have his righteousness. We are partakers. We have become one with him. As he is. In fact, if you read the New Testament, you will always see the illustrations of this. You will see the vine in John chapter 15. The vine and the branches. You see, the life that goes through the vine is still the same life that goes through the branches. You will see the body. We are the body of Christ. A body has to have head. My head cannot be fair in complexion and then my body is black. It's not possible. As he is, so out. Every time we talk about the body of Christ, what happens is we look at it from the perspective of unity. You know, we are one in Christ. But also look at it from that this is one life. One life. I told you, is what you have to learn till you live here. Is a learning you have to give yourself to. Every day renewing your mind. Every day. Re because the things you leave will leave you. You see, I, I, I heard it when I was, when I just entered university. If you leave it, you'll be amazed how it will leave you. You know, I took pastor to our, our property and um, that's pure grace for us, what God is doing there. Um, but one of the things I've learned, I never do a project without giving myself to the word of God. 
anything I have to do that is threatening, <laughs> huge, I gather all my faith messages and I plug it into my ears. And for the next two, three months, I am listening to it. I am listening to it. I am listening to it. I come to the point of my life that even when you are saying there is no money, my spirit man says there is money. Many times we keep away from the word of God. Stay with the word. And that's why I love what has been going on here since Sunday. Stay with the word of God. Build your spirit man. As you grow in your, as Jesus is unveiled to you, a greater measure of grace is released to you. That's what we read. Say amen, somebody. His life has become our life. His righteousness has become our righteousness. Not the righteousness we got for ourselves. He says it's a filthy rag. You don't come to him based on your own merit. He took our place so that we can take his place. He made him who knew no sin to become sin so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ. Now he's our righteousness. Now we can approach his throne without fear, without shame, without intimidation. We don't cringe. We come not on our merit, but on his merit. The beauty of this is that it doesn't matter what the enemy says. He's accuser of the brethren. But you see, your life is hidden in Christ and in God. Give Jesus a big, big, big hand. And is, is this life, is this life that stands against failure? Is this life that stands against disease? Is this life that stands against sickness? Because it's inside of you now. Romans chapter 5 verse 17. The Passion Translation says, Death once held us in his grip. And by the blunder of one man, talking about Adam, by the blunder of one man, death reigned as king over humanity. But now, how much more are we held in the grip of grace? Grace is holding you, you can't fall. You have been gripped by grace. You have been gripped by grace. You have the gift of righteousness. So now he says reign in this life. Now he says reign in this life. Just like Bishop was sharing with us yesterday. So the original intention of God is now time for his full manifestations. Rain. Now, many times we, we have limited the reigning in church. And that's why I love what the bishop said yesterday. When you reign, you should go. Go and reign in your sphere. Reign in government. Reign in family. 
reign in media, in entertainment. Become a culture molder. The moment you are shaped, carry that into your territory. Carry it into your sphere. Every one of us, we have spheres. Apostle Paul had his sphere and he preached the gospel. He said, I'm not going to cross my sphere to another person's sphere. Many people call that the seven mountains or the seven cultural areas we have to attack. So whether you are in media or whether you are in a politics government, whether you are in entertainment, reign there. Let this life of God that is bubbling inside of you, let it come out there. You see the way Bishop was talking yesterday. He said you talk to them, you tell them. Yes, reign. Reign there. You are in the market, that's your sphere. Reign there. You are in school. That's your sphere. Reign. Become a master there. He said, I don't know how. You have the life of God now inside of you. For if any man, not in Adam, if any man is in Christ, he is what? A new creation. All things have, and all things have become new. Deuteronomy 3 30 verse 19 tells us that he puts before us life, death, blessing, cursing. And then he says, choose life. Choose life. Choose blessing. So he gave us the power to choose. There are three choices I want to leave with you that you have to make as I begin to wind, wind down tonight. Three choices you must make as a, re a result of this new place you are. Number one, you have to choose your thoughts. The choice of your thoughts. Don't say nobody sees what I'm thinking. So I have the liberty to think anyhow. You restrict yourself. You limit yourself based on how you think. So choose your thoughts well. Choose your thoughts well. It's a choice you have to make to be able to live as a king. Our thoughts shape our life. As a man thinks, so he is. As a matter of fact, Isaiah 26 verse 3, says you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. You see that? The peace you enjoy is based on your proper management of your own mind. If you allow your mind to be on crises or issues, manage your mind well. Manage your mind well. So your thought, you have to choose the thoughts. As a matter of fact, if you say you don't know what to think about, he tells us in Philippians chapter 4. He said the things that are true, the things that are honest, the things that are just, the things that are pure, the things that are lovely. He said think on these things. So when you are thinking, you measure it. This thing I'm thinking now, is it pure? This thing I'm thinking now, is it just? This thing I'm thinking now, is it lovely? Is there any praise with this? No, if there's none, cast it down before it becomes a stronghold. It comes in as a thought, you leave it, it becomes a stronghold. So you have to choose what you think about. Kings think a certain way. Queens think a certain way. Choose your thoughts. If every time we come to a place like this and they have to beam our thoughts here. Wow. 
Some of us are limited, not because the devil is too strong, but because of the way we think. We have, we have thought ourselves down. We have thought our life down to become too small. I show you something in the New Testament in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 from verse 11. I, let me show you something from verse 11. Message translation. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 11. The message translation. He said, dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide, open, spacious life. That's the life he has called you into. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. You see, it's your thoughts that make you feel small. You are not able to do what God is calling you to do because of the way you think. It's your, your thoughts, your smallness, the smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. Who is fencing you in? The smallness you feel does not come from without. Why have you chosen a small life? Because you think small thoughts. They told us in our city that there's no space to buy a property. So we got into the word of God and we began to, we just entered the word of God day and night, day and night. They said there was no space. So we went and bought a hotel that had 70 rooms. We just bought it like that. And then when we bought it, people said, eh, is it there? We didn't know it was there. They said there's no property in GRA with that 32 plots with the hotel. We bought it with the hotel. And we paid without a dime from the banks. We paid the 1 billion 100 within 13, 14 months. Our, our director of admin is here. 13 months. The smallness you feel is from inside. Because this new life in Christ is limitless. If you want to celebrate the almighty God, go ahead and celebrate him. The things that are shared to us from Sunday till this coming Sunday is so that we can live this, this expansive life. No limits. No hindrances. No stopping you anymore. Can you lift your hands and say a better amen? Why should I be fenced in? The second choice you will have to make it's not just, first of all, the choice of your thoughts, but the choice of your words. There's a way kings talk. They decree justice. They don't plead or beg. Satan, I beg you. Satan, leave me. Oh. No, 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 no. You say you decree a thing and it shall be established and light will shine upon your path. There's a way kings talk. There's a way a king talks to his queen. I go kill you today. From where? <laughs> That's Adam. It's Adam life. That person is dead. 
You know, I have anger problem. He's dead. You know, I have hot temper. He's dead. Is anyone in Christ here? Is anybody in Adam here? Therefore, when we come together, we ought to speak like Apostle Paul. Know we no man after the flesh henceforth. We have to choose the way we talk. He says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Our words are so powerful that somebody can say something to you. It will put down your spirit for the next one week, one month. There's a way you will talk to your child. The child will not be able to grow into the fullness of their potential. There's a way you speak over your own life. All the things you should do and become will not materialize. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Choose your words well. Let me show you something. In Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4. From 29. The message translation says. Ephesians 4.29 message. Watch the way you talk. Can you help me whisper to two people besides you? Say watch the way you talk. Whisper it again. Say watch the way you talk. Now if it's not important. Why will he tell us that? Watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps. Every time you open your mouth, say only what helps. Because you're a new creation now. Your words are powerful. Your words heal. It ministers grace to every hearer. Say only what helps. Each word you speak, let it be a gift. Don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. You can open your mouth and speak a certain way that demons begins to manifest. You can also open your mouth and speak a certain way that you stop the Holy Spirit from helping you because he's your helper. Uses the word grieve. So don't say it's, I just allow me, make a talk as they do me. Be careful. Be careful. Kings don't speak like that anymore. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Their words are powerful. They speak life. They speak grace. They speak health. They bless. You are called to blessing. You bless. The third choice you will have to make is the choice not just of the thoughts you think, not just of the words you speak, but the choice of your actions. How do you function, the things you do? Apostle Paul rightly captured it when he says to us in Philippians chapter 4 verse 9, he says, the things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do and the God of peace will be with you. You do it. Kings take action. 
They don't stay by the blocks and say on your mat, set, set, set. One of these days, set. <laughs> One of these days is turning into five years later. One of these days, one of these days, many leaders are suffering from executing beautiful plans, fantastic strategies. When are you going to begin to do it? The Holy Spirit has given you a word. When are you going to do it? He said, the things you've learned, the things you've heard, look at the massive training going on here. The things, begin to do them. Put them into action. Practice it. Peter, you don't even know you can walk, walk on water until you try. The things you've learned, do it. Start doing it. Start practicing the word of God. Get up. In fact, a few days ago, me and my wife, we started a 31 days of, of confessing God's word. We're holding hands. There are certain things we're trusting God for. So we're speaking together. We're speaking together. We're speaking together. If any man is in Christ, is a new creation, all things have passed away and all things have become new. I'd like to speak a blessing over your life tonight before I sit down. In number 6, 23 and 27, he says, tell Aaron and his sons to bless the people of Israel with this special blessing. May the Lord bless you Amen. and protect you. Amen. May the Lord smile on you Amen. and be gracious to you. Amen. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. Amen. May the Lord show you his favor. Amen. And give you his peace. Amen. Watch the word there. He said, whenever Aaron and his sons bless the people of Israel in my name, I myself will bless them. I'm just going to speak the blessings from the word of God to you. We do this in our church. And it changes people's lives. from the word the Jews today are the most blessed people on earth why because of the blessing and they speak a blessing over their children they speak it over their children they speak it over their children in Genesis 1 the Bible says and God blessed them and said to them prosper Today I call you prosperous. May you reproduce. May you fill the earth. May you take charge. Where you were pushed aside, may you take charge. Where they took things away from you, may you take charge. May your restoration begin from this conference. In the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus blessed the two fishes and five loaves and it multiplied. From today may you enjoy multiplication in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Genesis 12 he says to him I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great 
and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Because we belong to Christ, we are now the true children of Abraham. May Abraham's blessings show in your life. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Proverbs 10, 22, that the blessings of the Lord make a person rich and he adds no sorrow with it. The NIV says the blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it. From today, may the toils of yesterday be over. In the name of Jesus, you will not toil in Lagos State. You will not toil in Nigeria. You will not toil outside this nation. The days of toilings are separated from you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Great shall be your peace. Great shall be the peace of your children. They will have undisturbed composure in the mighty name of Jesus. Psalm 21 verse 3 says, For you meet him with the blessing of goodness. You set a crown of pure gold upon his head. He asked life from you. You gave it to him. Length of days forever and ever. His glory is great in your salvation. Honor and majesty you have placed upon him. For you have made him most blessed forever. You have made him exceedingly glad with your presence. May that become your story in the name of Jesus. May that become your story in the name of Jesus. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, And you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is him that gives you power to get wealth. May the power to get wealth be unleashed over your life. May the wisdom to get wealth be released to you now. What you were not seeing before, may you begin to see them. What you couldn't do before, may you begin to do them. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Isaiah 51, from verse 1. Listen to me. You who follow after righteousness, and that's talking to you. You who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who bore you. For I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. For the Lord will comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. He will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in it. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. May the wilderness you have experienced be changed into blessing. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare that no weapon formed against you that shall be able to prosper. Any tongue that rises up in judgment against you is condemned now. In the mighty name of Jesus. May God become your defense and your shield. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. May God be your defense and your strength. In the name of Jesus. Job chapter 1 verse 10. 
He says, have you not made a hedge around him and around his household and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. May the blessings of the Lord keep you safe. In the name of Jesus, may the blessings become a wall of protection around you, around your family, around your children, those inside the nation and outside the nation. May the wall of blessings surround them in the name of Jesus. In Isaiah 54 verse 4, the New Living Translation. Fear not, you will no longer live in shame. Don't be afraid, there is no more disgrace for you. You will no longer remember the shame of your youth and the sorrows of widowhood. Today I say no shame and disgrace. I speak no shame and disgrace. Over your life I speak no shame and disgrace. Because you have known the Lord. No shame and disgrace. With the blood of Jesus we separate you from shame and disgrace. In the mighty name of Jesus. I free you from accusations of the tongue. In the mighty name of Jesus the works of your hands will be rewarded in the mighty name of Jesus. You will sleep and your sleep shall be sweet. From tonight you will sleep and your sleep shall be sweet. No more nightmares. You will sleep in Jesus name in the mighty name of Jesus. He says he has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Today I declare that the curse is broken. You will see the curse no more. The effects of the curse you will see no more. The curse is far from your household. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you heavenly father. Today I speak that you walk in integrity. You walk in wisdom. Wrong associations are taken away from you. In the mighty name of Jesus. You walk with the wise, so you become wise. Anyone connected to you that should not be in your life, I separate you from them. Let there be divine separation in the mighty name of Jesus. In 2 Chronicles 15 verse 7. But you be strong and do not let your hands be weak. For your walk will be rewarded. From today, receive the reward for your walk. In the mighty name of Jesus. May your steps be directed from heaven. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The things that have been delayed before, may they be released to you now. May they be released to you now. May they be released into your hands now. The things you have prayed and waited for for years. With this conference, may you enter into them. May you enter into them. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and give him praise. Lift your hands to him and thank him. Lift your hands to him and thank him. Lift your hands to him and thank him. Lift your hands and thank him. We thank you, Father.
the servant of the Lord in this house is anointed and loaded. I stand upon that anointing and grace and declare that sickness and disease die now. In the name of Jesus, I command your kidney to begin to function now. I command your kidney to begin to function well. Irregular heartbeat normalize now. Normalize now. Every growth I cause you to die and disappear. In the mighty name of Jesus. Because you are part of the vine, may the life of God flow through you. No sickness. No disease. No sickness. No disease. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. Hallelujah. Maybe you're here today, but you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life. The blessings we've spoken means nothing. The entrance into it is Christ. Maybe you attend church, but you haven't made peace with God. This conference was designed for you. I like to pray with you. You say, Pastor Chris, please pray for me. I want to know why I'm sent to this earth. I want to know the meaning for my life. I want to understand the plans of God for me. I want God to open a new chapter. I want God to give me a new beginning. Please pray for me. Maybe you're also here. Say, I used to have a powerful connection with God, but I've just drifted. But I want to return back to my God. I'd like you to raise your hand if you're such a person. I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to pray with you. Raise your hand wherever you are. I can't see them very well. God bless you. God bless you. Maybe you are even here also. You like to make fountain of life your home church, your family church. I also like you to Stand, join all these people that are raising their hand. All of you raising your hand, please come to the front. Let's quickly pray. God bless you. Take everything you came to church with. Let's pray. Come, come. God bless you. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. 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 For several years, I kept saying, Lord, change my life, change my life, change my life, change my life. Lord, change my life. He said, I can't change your life until you put your life in my hands. So tonight, why don't you give him your life? Leave your seat and come. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. 
God bless you. Pray with them. Please say, can you stretch your hands towards them and pray that God will grant them salvation, that God will restore them, and that God will plant them in his house. Those of you that are standing in front, please repeat these prayers after me. Say, Heavenly Father, make sure you mean it this time. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you today just as I am. I cannot save myself. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I surrender to you now. I believe you died for me. You were buried for me. You ascended to heaven because of me. Today I surrender all to you. I declare you Lord over my life. Thank you for saving my soul. In Jesus name. Let me pray for you. Father, upon the confession of their faith in Christ as Lord and Savior, and upon the authority of your word, I declare the sins in these lives forgiven. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray for a complete restoration. Plant them in your house. Cause them to flourish. Let your name alone be glorified. We thank you today from today, O oh God. I pray that a new beginning, a fresh start, a new chapter, starts for every one of this I break the power of sin I break the power of Satan over your life from this day forward I speak the healing of the almighty God to come upon you today in Jesus name thank you heavenly father I know that that which is committed unto you you are able to keep and preserve keep them safe for your glory and praise in Jesus wonderful name we pray Let's celebrate our brothers and our sisters. Can, can you go with our brother and our sister? What a privilege. What an honor. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. Amen. Please celebrate this gift of God. Celebrate this man of God. Hallelujah. I mean, you're not doing it well at all. Aha. Uh -huh. Please, please, glory be to God in the highest. Can you see different giftings, different dimensions, different deliveries? Do you agree with me that he's, his own anointing is a sweet anointing? Help me, help me say thank you, Pastor Chris. Thank you, Pastor Chris. Hallelujah.